You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Welcome to the Make Meaning Podcast. I'm Lynn Galadner, and I've dedicated my life to sharing stories of how people make meaning in their work and find purpose in their lives. On this podcast, we're going to talk about some of the great ideas and activities people do every day to make the world a better place and provide inspiration for others. So much of the meaning we find comes from interacting with great people, developing relationships that are mutually beneficial, and doing work that inspires everyone. I hope you'll be inspired by the people you meet here. We all need to find a way to make meaning in the mundane. Welcome back to the Make Meaning Podcast. Today, I'm speaking with Cindy Eggleton. Cindy is CEO of Brilliant Detroit, a program dedicated to building school readiness and success for families with young children. The organization started with one house and has expanded to seven, serving more than 800 families in the city of Detroit. Cindy is an admirable leader, most recently recognized as a Crane's notable woman in nonprofits, one of Skillman's 50 Detroiters making a difference, the Stevie's Woman of the Year nonprofit, and also Authority Health's Best of the Health Net, all in the last year. Wow, impressive. Welcome to the Make Meaning Podcast, Cindy. Thank you. It's an honor to be here. It's so great to talk with you. And I was reading your bio and your accomplishments, and my jaw was literally on the floor. You have done so many wonderful things in your career. I I have truly been blessed um, to work on some amazing projects. But as you know, it's always who you're doing it with and how you're doing the work that matters. Absolutely. Well, I want to hear a lot about different facets of your career and your journey. And I thought we could start by just talking about Brilliant Detroit. I wonder if you could tell me about how you help families and children to become school ready. Yes, absolutely. And first, I always sort of start telling everybody uh, part of this is for me personally, there are two things here. One is I'm old. I'm I've I uh, had a nice, <laughs> wonderful career. Uh-huh. And two is I live a fairy tale because this work is so connected to um, what I have been about my whole life. And it is the most important work I have ever done. I've, I've been blessed to be on a lot of great things. And so essentially what we do is we have locations that are uh, repurposed homes in the middle of neighborhoods that we um create sort of a family center, if you will, Mm -hmm. where we have programming for kids only, kids and adults, Mm -hmm. and adults only, centered around um, school readiness, grade level reading, also well-being for the family, Mm -hmm. and uh, financial health. And so um, the model is a with, for, and by approach. So when people come in, After they've been there for a little bit, we really sit down with them and say, if you could wish upon a star, what do you want for yourself and your family? Mm -hmm. And that is really what drives the work. Mm -hmm. People are driving their own paths forward. So tell me, you said houses. So paint a picture for our listeners. Um, What does this mean? How do you find these houses? What do you do with them? And then then how how do they serve these families? Yeah, so one of the things that we're really learning on these houses or these these really what they are in a lot of ways is a neighborhood hub. In today's world, you know, you used to have a school that was in the center of the neighborhood or a church. 
many times in Detroit that's just missing. Mm -hmm. So these houses, first off, before we go into a neighborhood, we get invited into the neighborhood. We organize the neighborhood Mm -hmm. and say, is this something that you want? Mm -hmm. Which is really the idea is kids' success neighborhoods where we're all putting our hands together for the good of kids and families. Sure. And so once we've gotten past that, we start looking for a place to create um, these locations. And that's often done with the neighborhoods. Those houses are anywhere from a house that's been vacant for several years to a brand new house. Mm -hmm. We renovate it so that in that house there are meeting and gathering places. Mm -hmm. There are early childhood rooms. There are book rooms, Mm -hmm. there are family meeting rooms, so a whole variety of things can happen. Our program can be anywhere from how to make your due date, we say belly to eight, Uh to um, book exchanges, Mm -hmm. to after-school tutoring, to parenting classes, to GED programs, to Zumba. So it is the whole gamut, it's a holistic approach, and we have spaces in these locations that all of those types of activities can happen. They also serve as gathering places. So Mm -hmm. at least once a month, we have a neighborhood dinner. So we have people from all over the community come, share a meal, and just have fellowship, which is really a part of creating the connections necessary for everybody to feel safe and love and grow. And it's been a remarkable thing. So in just under three years, we have grown to serve over 4,000 participants. Wow. We have seven locations mm-hmm. today, mm-hmm. right? And we have three more on the way. Mm-hmm. And and what I would say is what one of our participants just told me last week, and I've heard before, but she said, I've had a, a tough life. Mm-hmm. However, I've been to a lot of organizations, and until now, I never felt seen, cared about, and loved in a way that helps me grow. Hmm. And so that's kind of what is happening at these locations and why it's growing so quickly. Yeah, well, only three years. That's pretty incredible. And, um, you know, it is all about feeling loved, um, being recognized, having a place to go. I mean, so much of what you're saying is that we need to have a place where we're welcome, where we're encouraged, where um, we know we matter, and and somebody's looking out for us. I mean, I think every person needs that, right? We all do. Yeah. And that goes with both within our neighborhoods, but what we also do is we call it neighbor to neighbor, regardless of zip code. So what that the story doesn't tell you when I talk about just the neighborhoods is the number of volunteers that are coming in and helping and also just being alongside individuals along their path. And that is making a huge difference as well because so many people are looking to be engaged in meaningful ways and they don't know how. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I mean, I run a marketing and um, business messaging company called Your People and so much of it is about businesses making connections that are authentic with their customers because Mm -hmm. um, that, that human need to connect and to um, have that, um, recognition from others is, is so deep and it just really, uh, you know, it's just, it's important to all of us. But what's interesting is that, um, you know, you're bringing people together in a way that everybody finds a use for themselves. And so, um, you know, I don't know, this has been a while now, but on my, when I turned 40, I did a project called, um, 
40 things that make the world better in the year that I'm 40. Mm. And it was interesting because I, I sort of made a list of my causes and I, um, I could give money, I could give time, I could, you know, give free work or whatever it is. And, um, the hardest one to fill for me was volunteering my time. So there were organizations I would call who, who couldn't really work with volunteers. They, they wanted your money, but they didn't know how to take that human time and, and talent and assimilate it into what they were doing. So it's wonderful that you're finding a way to bring people together and use their talents to help one another. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that that is the crux of a lot of what's missing overall. And it's, it's not just finding a way, but finding the way that works for everybody, each right. individual. Sure. And so from the very get-go, we wanted this to be something that everybody builds, that is a part of everybody's DNA that is involved with it. Mm-hmm. And so we've been really intentional about that. The other piece of that in terms of being authentic um, I'll give you an example. So for Thanksgiving, we have a group they've done for two years. Mm-hmm. They come in and they do dinners for mm-hmm. our family. Mm-hmm. So the very first year, somebody on our board said to the individual doing this, this is not a charity. Mm-hmm. The individual said, what are you talking about? Um, it is a not-for-profit. <laughs> and she said, Let, let Cindy explain. And, and what the philosophy that we have is we all have something special to give. Yeah. So how we do those Thanksgivings is that we have a set of volunteers, they raise money, they put dinners together, and our participants who are our members cook for the volunteers. Sure. We share a meal together. Yeah. And the kids do activities together and we create a cultures that we participate in book together. And that has transformed lives across the board because we aren't often sitting down together right. and just learning about each other and being. And there's a richness there. I say all the time, I get, I'm get i up at night because 14% of kids read at grade level and we have to change that. Sure. I get up in the morning because of this work. Yeah. And I believe and I see that we are able to do something about that because of this sort of a unique distribution system in a way. Sure. And um, yeah, and, to, and, and for me personally, I used to say I'm sort of a recovering data geek <laughs> and I had to know everything, right? Yeah. I don't think you do. I think if you can listen carefully to what people need and how they need it and assure that it comes together, actually change happens that way. Yeah, well, and also, I mean, you can't know what the outcome is going to be. And I've always believed that you do the work in front of you and there will always be more work and and it'll just keep flowing. So you just sort of put your nose to the task in front of you and the rest takes care of itself. Absolutely. So I want to I ask you... Agree. I'm sorry, I want to ask you a little bit about how you got here. I mean, your career is really impressive um, in nonprofits and education. So can you share a little bit with me about your career journey and how you got on this road? Yeah, and um, so some a lot of it is luck. But, but, yeah. but at the very center is what I would say is I was about 15 years ago in a leadership group. And this group kind of epitomized um, how I got here. Mm-hmm. And um, we were with the leader of the group, and he was like, okay, how are you going to plan for next year to achieve all your goals? Well, this group all had achieved a lot. 
Mm-hmm. The group, I think, just burst out laughing. Mm-hmm. And um, this individual who's a friend of mine said, well, why are you guys laughing? And they said it's the shared. Mm-hmm. And what the shared means mm-hmm. is it's meant to be. Yep. And when you're really on a path, you're not necessarily looking for the exactly what it is. You're looking for what it should look and feel like. What are the conditions? What is your purpose? Because oftentimes it's right in front of your face. Sure, sure. Um, and sometimes you're thinking it's something else. You're trying to name it. And so for me, I started out my career. I went to graduate school for psychology. Mm-hmm. I ended up um, being a vice president of a creative group. I ran my own company, which was strategy and communication. Mm-hmm. All along the way, what I uh, made sure of was I measured from where my purpose is sure. and where my gut is. Okay. And so I was able to see things that I could build a little further that way. Yeah, yeah. Well, purpose is everything. And I think a lot of people, you know, we're so busy and um, our time is really tight. So when do we have the opportunity or give ourselves the opportunity to sit down and say, why am I doing what I'm doing? You know, what motivates me? What is the purpose? And we're really big on that with my team is, you know, the why, um, the who, you know, the purpose and meaning are really need to underlie everything that we do. It's really true. Mm-hmm. I think it is everything, and I think it's a simple formula that we forget about. And mm-hmm. it's just anything because we do that on our team as well. And oftentimes, with friends and colleagues and individuals in the world, they'll say, "Well, how did you find this purpose?" And I found if I ask them just to take thirty minutes, which is a pretty big deal, <laughs> um, and write down what their dreams are, uh-huh. it's all there. Yeah. But yeah. rarely do we take that time. And just do that. Yeah. It's that, li- it's that little voice inside, which when we're kids, we really listen to and it guides us. Mm-hmm. And then as we grow older, we, we learn to sort of subdue it and, and just, you know, say, I'll talk to you later. And then we forget that conversation. You know, it's, it's exactly. in you who you are and your unique purpose all your life. If you, if you care to listen. Right. Yeah. That's right. I yeah. totally agree. So I want to ask you, you had said that someone you admire is your mom. And so it, it's not a, a really good make meaning show unless we talk about somebody who inspired us. So I want to hear mm-hmm. a little bit about why she was a role model for you um, and a little bit about how her journey shaped you. So can you share a little bit with me? Yeah, I would love to. And um, what I want to say is you don't see me right now, but if you did, you'd see I'd smiling. I just adore my mother. Aww. My mom is turning 89. Oh, um, good for her. She is such a strong woman. Uh-huh. Um, she grew up in poverty. Uh-huh. She was in a foster home until she was eight. Wow. Um, and wow. she is one of the most optimistic individuals that I know. Oh. And I, she loved her own mother Totally. Yeah. Who got each of her kids back, nine children back one at a time. Oh, I just got chills. And what oh, I, that's amazing. And, and it, it, it is. But I think when life is in front of you, you have a couple choices. Mm-hmm. You can be stuck in hardships or you can find what you can learn and grow and lessons um, for yourself and others. And my mother was able to find that. She's fiercely... Um, protective of her family. Mm -hmm. She's also one of the most determined individuals I know. Mm -hmm. If she believes something is the right way to go, she will get it done. And I have been 
absolutely influenced by that. Mm. She has a love of life um, and does not ever forget that. And most importantly, something that throughout my life I have really had to learn because I tend to do a lot of things yeah. is she's able to be present with you. Yeah. She's there yeah. with you. Uh-huh. And that's something that we don't often have, especially today. Mm-hmm. We, we're with somebody and they're in a five million other places. My mother has all of those qualities and she has taught me so much. And being her daughter has led me to who I am today mm-hmm. because while you may look at me and say, oh, you know, she has all these things, I am born out of just accepting people for the gifts that they have, mm-hmm. regardless of mm-hmm. where and how I meet them, mm-hmm. um, and just determined, very determined to move things forward mm-hmm. in a way for all. Yeah. And, and that came from my mom. Well, that's just such a gift. And, you know, I think everybody who's listening to this would, would probably be reassured by that notion that, you know, there are people in this world who are going to accept you as you are and that you are enough. And that is such a powerful right. message that we don't hear often. We really don't. Yeah, it's, it's, I think it's absolutely true. Yeah. And also when you're with people, just to celebrate, see them and be there for them. Yes, I agree. Well, Cindy Eggleton, CEO of Brilliant Detroit, it's been such a pleasure to speak with you and hear about your journey and the inspiring work that you're doing. Uh, Thank you for being on the Make Meaning podcast today. Thank you so much. Again, it's an honor. I love what you do. I love it. Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you. And by the way, before (laughs) we sign off, tell our listeners where they can learn more about Brilliant Detroit. Yes. You can go on our Facebook page, Brilliant Detroit, or Instagram, or you can go on our website, which is brilliantdetroit.org. Awesome. Great. Have a wonderful day and keep doing the good work. Thank you so much. Bye, Cindy. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Make Meaning Podcast. I'm Lynn Galadner, and I've really enjoyed being here with you today. You can find the Make Meaning Podcast wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And I'd love it if you'd share our great conversations with all your people so we can add meaning wherever we go and whatever we do. 